the studios of J. Wolf Productions, Metal Maniacs around the globe unite. Prepare for Metal Mayhem ROC. This is a show where you, a metal musician, a metal maniac, or a new fan of the genre, can be interactive and participate in the show. Now, welcome our host, John the Vernomatic Verno, and Metal Forever Mark. Thank you, John, and welcome to a special edition of Metal Mayhem ROC. I'm your host, John the Vernomatic Verno, with my partner in metal crime, Forever Metal Mark. Thanks, guys. Welcome. Tonight, um, yeah, it is a special night. It's a special week. It's been a special month. Uh, In the studio tonight, we have the guys from Last in Line. Guys, welcome to Upstate New York. How you doing? Thank you. Uh, From my left to right, we have uh, Vinny Apice on drums, Vivian Campbell on lead guitar, Phil Susan on bass, and Andrew Freeman on killer lead vocals. Again, thank you for coming up north, guys. Hey. Uh, We're going to cover a few things, the history of the band, some uh, individual achievements throughout your careers. It's a, it's a collective group that we're interested in. And we're going to have some fun with some special segments we have on our podcast that, you know, we like to have fun with. So that being said, I'm going to pass it over to Mark. He's going to introduce himself. Hey, guys. Welcome. So uh, we met you guys in Buffalo, and we uh, really appreciate that opportunity to come say, say hi backstage. And uh, Bernamatic and I were talking, because uh, we did a show two days after, how blown away we were by just the performance, the sound of the band. Everything. So the first question we had, I guess, when you decided to form Last in Line, I know we're missing, uh, you know, one of the original members, but what style of music did you set out to kind of play, um, or did that just kind of flow artistically as you all got together and started banging out riffs and tunes? Well, we all started, you know, just jamming Dio songs. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even really forming a band. It just kind of happened by accident. You know, we just wanted to to play and, and... uh, with Jimmy Bean and Vinny and myself, and we just went into a rehearsal room and we we're jamming some of the songs we wrote and recorded with Ronnie back in the '80s. And um, it was Vinny who suggested we have Andrew come in and sing. Don't um, forget that. <laughs> Is that a good thing or not? <laughs> I don't forget it. <laughs> so. Was was it the fact that Ronnie had passed? And you're like, hey, maybe you reconnected a little more because he... you know, I, there, for me personally, there there were a lot of reasons. I just finished doing a, a brief tour with them, Lizzie, mm-hmm. as a stunt guitar player, and that Lizzie were my band when I was in my formative guitar years as a teenager. You know, yeah. I really, I, I I could play all the Lizzie records. I knew all the licks. Oh and, sure, sure. So they were very influential to me, and just to, to be on stage with Scott Gorman, Brian uh, Brian Downey, and playing. The songs of my youth kind of just I got really excited about wanting to play that kind of guitar again and, and uh, I, I called up Vinny and Jimmy and said let's go in the rehearsal room to play so so we had no agenda other than that and then when Andy came in and started singing then I thought well this sounds really interesting because when, when Jimmy and Vinny and I played it was it was the sound of yeah of the early deal band because we were the early deal band so and, and it's nothing that we tried the force it was just it had been like 27 years i think wow. since we had played together we walked in and as soon as we started playing it was just it could have been 27 minutes i mean oh, the, the yeah, chemistry sure. of the band was <clears throat> yeah. was still very much intact and and so Vinny suggested well i i know this asshole andy i mean this guy yeah. andy. <laughs> no i said asshole you did say asshole okay. there he is <laughs> there it is, yeah. how long did that take Andrew? not very long yeah i know I mean, um so 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 Andrew came in and started singing, and, and 
you know, is a really ballsy singer, like a oh, very, yeah. very powerful singer, like Ronnie was, but with a totally different tonality. I mean, Ronnie was, was a unique voice. and um, So I, I just thought it was interesting that you had the sound of the original Dio band and a singer who could take it somewhere else and, and do it in a, a, in a different way. And um, so I suggested we go out and, and do some shows. And then perhaps, you know, if Ronnie hadn't passed away the year prior to all of this, I don't think I would have wanted to do that. You no, know, it yeah. just would have been a little bit strange. Yeah. So, so the the fact that Ronnie had passed away and, and that the Dio band no longer existed anymore, it kind of I thought kind of made it all right to do that, you know. And and, and I didn't give any thought to the name. I just suggested, you know, Ronnie's gone. And Jimmy and Vinny and I were the last in line, and obviously it's the name of the second album yeah. we did. So. Um, if I'd known it was actually going to become a real band, I don't think I would have named it Last in Line, you know, because it, there's, there is some baggage that goes with it, you know. But anyway, having said that, to get back to your original question, I mean, yeah. the, the, we, we had no agenda to, to make original music, and, and we were just we were doing shows on the West Coast where we all live. Uh, we got offered a chance to go play in, in Europe. We did that. We got offered a show in Japan. We did that. And so we, we started to grow. Um, and there was a bit more demand for it, and then we were asked by Frontiers Records if we'd be interested in writing and recording any music. Oh. Up to that, that, that was about 2014. We'd already kind of been doing it <coughs> casually for two or three mm -hmm. years at that period, and, and it honestly wasn't on our radar to, to make new music. Until, sure, sure, the project grew legs. Somebody yeah. said, hey, well, we'll we'll put a record out if you want to do it. So we, we went into the studio, and we, and we just started writing the way that we did it with Ronnie back in the early 80s. We'd just go in and, and I'd have an idea or Jimmy'd have an idea or Vinny would just start playing a beat mm -hmm. that would inspire us and we'd come up with something and we'd come up with a musical bed and then, you know, the singer, be it Ronnie or, or Andrew, comes in and, and uh, you know, makes suggestions, we'll try this here, try that there. And it, just, it all happens very organically and very yeah. quickly and, and that's the method that, that we did with, with Ronnie and that's what we've carried over into this. And the music is just, it, it just, we don't think about it. Yeah. We just yeah. do it. And it, it is what it is. And, you know, I think the last in line music kind of sits in these live shows, sits side by side with the Dio classic. It is cut of the same cloth. I mean, it's oh, sure, definitely. A kind of thing, you know? Question for Andrew. Um, how familiar were you with the Dio material, the first three? And well, I, I never heard any of these guys. <laughs> for real? I was very aware of it. That was, you know, a child of that era, so yeah. And how, what was the relationship with Vinny? Did he just old friends? Um, yeah, we did a couple things. Couple Vinny, right, be, right before he was working with Heaven and Hell, right before he went back in Heaven and Hell, he was cutting my lawn. So, <laughs> so. Just to make sure the lawn was yeah. fertilized. How do you do? I mean, you know. <laughs> so, follow-up question to that. Uh, along the way, I got a chance to become friends with Ripper Owens just casually over time and keep in touch. And, you know, it was hard for him, right, because he kind of went into the priest mode with, uh, with uh, in Rob's absence. Now, clearly, that's a different situation because Rob was still around. The priest was still around. And he was filling that, you know, that role in that band. But then we started watching the Dirt movie the other day. We were talking about that and when John Karabi stepped in. So... Did you feel like, in a way, that you're, you're you're trying to fill that gap, or is it just, hey, new band, fresh music, your own style? How, how do you approach it from that manner? I mean, there's a moment of that, I think. You know, there's a moment of where you're, you know, um, you want to do it the right way, you know. But I, you know, I've been in original bands, cover bands for years, so I always had a thing about doing cover songs 
you know, which I, you know, these, they're cover songs to me, so that you have to try to do them as close to what they are, you know, but then that can get a little boring sometimes and you kind of bring your own thing into it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I was aware of it, but that kind of, you walk in and go, oh my God, there's that guy, oh my God, there's that guy, you know, and that lasts about a minute, then you got to get to work, you know what I mean? So it just, you, and I think it separates, a lot of times it separates, you know, pros from not pros, like when you can walk into a room with anybody and just work with them and try to fit into their chemistry. I mean, these guys had this chemistry that, just, you know, when I, they first got together, I played with Vinny and, and Lynch Mob before, years before, mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, you know, and I played with him and Jimmy, and, and I played with Claude as well, and you know, and I played with Phil too. You know, so it, you know, there's there's just this there was a chemistry with that with these guys that you could hear from the first downbeat. You know, it's just as soon as they hit that first note, it's like a bomb going off. You know, so you have to now now it's like okay, now I have to fit into this chemistry. Mm -hmm. I have to find my part in this and not get in the way of it. And you know, so it's kind of being a chameleon but it's also kind of having your own thing to bring to the table. Well, expanding on that, it's sort of history repeating itself, because when the Dio band started, it was, they didn't have a lot of material. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. So the first tour was Sabbath, Dio, exactly. it's yeah, a we, villain. Yeah, yeah we, we had nine songs on the Holy Diver album. And, yeah, you know, so we, we didn't play all of them, so you know, we, we played four or five maybe. If that, I think from Holy Diver and them, we were playing, like you said, Sabbath, Sabbath, and, Hell. Sabbath yeah. and I've noticed and with The Last in Line. And, then, <laughs> and all the Rainbow stuff, too. Yeah. yeah, and now I noticed with The Last in Line, the first album, and now on to the second, Last in Line 2, there's less, there's more of the original Last in Line material. Yeah. So, again, it's like... Well, we, we actually had a landmark show. Our, our last show was... The first time ever where we tipped the balance. Oh, we're actually, Springfield. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, sorry, yeah. not the last one, one before, but uh, because we had to cut the set, we were opening for docking. Oh, uh, so, so we, had, we had to play a 60-minute set. So we ended up with a set uh, by accident, not by design. That, that was for the first time ever I realized yeah. where we're playing more more last in line songs as opposed to deal songs, which was is good, you know, because it is. We are at that stage now with two albums where we have to kind of start. You know, finding the right balance between being uh, faithful to the heritage that Vinny and I have from the, the Dio catalog, mm -hmm. and, and yet taking it into the future as a new band. You know. Well, one thing, uh, just real quick, yeah, when yeah. I talked with Vernon Maddock and I after the show, uh, you know, I must admit I went down there wanted to hear the Dio stuff, and Vivian knowing that you wrote those three, you know, great classic albums, and, and Vinny was involved, but. The things that stood out for me were the were the last in line tracks, you know, and and Andrew, your your vocals, and actually, I kind of found myself wanting to hear a few more of those songs, along with the you know the the deal stuff. So it's great. it seems like as time progresses here, you might be phasing more of the last in line, and and, and maybe well, some absolutely, yeah. yeah. We, we, you know, it would be crazy for us not to play some some of the classic Dio songs. I mean, Rainbow in the Dark and Holy Never Last Line, whatever. Yeah. There's, there's some really big <laughs> songs that will probably forever be in our catalog, you know, uh, but it is nice to kind of grow yeah. into that. And, and I personally have seen it too. I mean, I, I realize, I recognize that, that a lot more of the audience are being very, very responsive to Last in Line music. You know, they know that we're actually building a fan base because a lot of the places we're playing, we're coming back to for a second or even a third time. You know, we've, We've been working very hard with this band for the last few years, and mm -hmm. uh, 
I was just saying before we went on the air, you know, I just, I'm constantly working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, but it's great. I mean, it, it's, I, I, I'm doing it because like the other guys, I really, really believe in it, you know, and I really enjoy it. And I, I also understand and appreciate that in this day and age, especially you have to go out and manifest the live aspect of what you do. You can't put a record out and just do interviews and a couple of videos and stuff. You gotta go out, you gotta make it real, you know? Mm -hmm. you, gotta, you gotta play the shows and, and, and we're building a fan base. We're, we're definitely, you know, seeing it work. Keeping I mean, it real, a question for Phil. Uh, you stepped right in. It was, um, God, sort of resembled Jimmy Payne too. Uh, you, here, Jimmy. <laughs> you stepped right in and um, you're welcome, but uh, what's the relationship? I know you guys all intertwine. It's uh, we looked at uh, uh, Vinny's history, and he's played with everyone under the sun. Yeah. And we got tired just reading it, Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh my, this guy's know. been in everything. Yeah, I had to wait a pop up. Went on 25 minutes. <laughs> Finally, he said, "Hey, okay. for real, are you making this up?" So, uh, your relationship with these guys? Um, give me a he brief cooks history. for us. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and cuts the grass. That's good. It's unbelievable. Right, we love each other. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the pre-existing relationship, of course, we've known each other for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, when I was playing with Ozzy, uh, I was good friends with Jimmy, and um, Jimmy was in obviously Dio, and Dio and Ozzy are considered to be sort of, for want of a better word, sister bands at the same era, same yep. time, and so there was a great deal of respect between the members of those bands. And, uh, and so we, of course, knew of each other and, and, and got to know each other as, as the music business goes. You get to know people, and mm -hmm. certainly people who are in the same ilk. Um, and then Vinny and I have worked together as well in other projects for yeah. a long time, probably over 12, 13, 14 years even, maybe, yeah. ago. Um, Andy and I have worked together as well. So uh, Viv... I've known Viv for a long time, but we never had an opportunity to work together. So this was uh, this was a, this was a great thing. But to, to be honest, I mean, at the at the very beginning, I don't know. Um, uh, you know, after the tragedy of Jimmy passing away, um, I don't know that these guys really knew exactly what they were going to do going forward. But there were some shows to do, and an album had just come out, and. Um, as tr in tribute to that, or as in respect of that, mm -hmm. um, did I want to do some shows? And really, that was pretty much all that was on the, 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 the table at that time. And it wasn't until after we started doing the shows that, there, that it became apparent that there was more to this than just doing those shows, and maybe there was something else to explore going forward. So that's great fit. Thank you. Now, in the show, uh, and not to Spoiler alert, but you, you do pay tribute, right? To the Jimmy. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell, tell fans about that just a little bit. Yeah, um, I mean it's you know, it's our little way of being able to do that. I mean Jimmy is a Jimmy was a great guy and he was a good friend and he was somebody who's who was very important and and somewhat underestimated I would say. I mean when you look at what he's really done in the past, he was an all round musician. He played all instruments, he sang, he wrote, he was super talented. And um you know, when somebody goes, there's not much you can do for them, um, apart from try to keep keep them uh, uh, keep their memory yeah. going on, and of, and and doubly so because this was a chemistry that included Jimmy. I mean, the the original band included Jimmy, of course, 
And so um, it, uh, it's something that, uh, it, you know, we're paying tribute to where this band came from. And I think it's important. So for personally for me, it's a nice thing to do. Yeah. So it's one little thing I can do for a friend. Uh, and for the band, I think it's a good thing because it introduces the audience to the history of the band that continues to go on. And so, I don't know, we, we, you know, we'd like to dedicate a song. And it was, seemed to be appropriate for me to, 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 to make that dedication. And I think it's a nice, nice part of the evening. People seem to appreciate that. And I get to tune up my guitar. He gets to tune up his guitar. <laughs> actually, keep, didn't talking, that, uh, keep talking. Yeah, we <laughs> actually, I actually gonna... get to incorporate uh, a little bit of dialogue from Vinny in that point as well. Just because a little bit. Suggestions I just think about everyone speaks except me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to oh, and during the show, you want a microphone? I don't want a microphone. Well, I'll get you, I can get no, you one no, tomorrow. No, 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 I was just thinking about it. Make sure that he has a microphone. John's got some in the back, back there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. It just, it just occurred to me. Oh, no, now you're going to have it. I'm going to be the, the silent, mysterious type. <laughs> so, Vivian, when we, when, we, when we got a call from the uh, your agency about this show, one of the things the guy told me was, uh, you got to see Vivian's rig, <laughs> his gear, and again, when John Vernomatic and I were at the show, we were like, okay, it was like a wall of sound, your guitar. And so tell us, I guess for the uh, gearheads out there, what, what about your rig <laughs> that people should know? It's so simple, even I can plug <laughs> yeah. it in. It's, uh, it's well. a great example of doing away with uh, racks. Right. It's, it's the biggest badass sound you can get. <laughs> and it just plugs into the amp. Yeah, so I got my Les Paul. I got a wah paddle. Couple cables and an angle Blackmore head and a 412 cab with vintage 30 speakers, and that's it. That's it. Now, you recorded The Last in Line with the Dio Les Paul from back then. Yeah, that's, that's a guitar I play on the shows, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's not the. Don't you have a new <coughs> signature? I, I do have a custom shop signature model that came out in 2018. Um, that was a limited. Uh, edition guitar, but Epiphone are doing a version of this, the deal, Les Paul, that's coming out in a couple of months, actually. But the, it's the actual, the one you're playing is from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Any heard. particular reason why you pulled that out? To maybe well, because get that? it just it felt appropriate. I mean, I, I've played the guitar on and off over the years, but I got a lot of Les Pauls now that, you know, over the years, I don't collect them, but I, yeah, you know, it's, it, it's my job, so I, <laughs> I tend to acquire them. Um, and you know, a lot of them are great instruments, and, and I hadn't played their guitar for the longest time. And then when we started doing this, the last line band, it just it seemed perfectly appropriate to me that I started on that guitar. It's a guitar I learned how to play on. We wrote and recorded and I toured Holy Diver tour with that Les Paul. So yeah, we should, I should be playing it. I played Rainbow in the Dark on that guitar. So we're, if we're playing on the last in line, I should play that guitar again. So um, yeah, yeah, that that's not. A, in and of itself, an expensive or a valuable guitar, but it's the most valuable guitar to me. Yeah, of you course. Know, like if the house was on fire, that would be the one I'd grab. You know. <laughs> I want to ask you this: considering you're in a unique situation where you're in the last in line doing the club tour, and in two weeks you may be going to that other band you play with and be in front of forty thousand people. How going back to the clubs? There's obviously something you're pulling out of that that you enjoy. How? What? Explain to me the difference between the two and. Well, what you like and dislike about the well, two. Well, the two very, very different bands. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Leopard is big production, very, very polished show. Um, 
we're not spontaneous in Leopard. I mean, every everything is, is sure. exactly as it has to be because it is such a big production. So many people are involved in it, you know, with the lights and the, and the, the video projections and whatnot. Um, and the music is very, very vocal intense. So yeah. we're all singing a lot, like every single song. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and it's a two guitar band. So, you know, and Phil does most of the heavy lifting in that band because we're still playing, uh, you know, even though I've been with Def Leppard for 27 years now, but it, we're still playing the majority of the set is stuff that predates my involvement with Def Leppard, you know. It's, mm -hmm. So, uh, it's just a very, very different thing. And, and in Last in Line, our, our only production is black t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't have a light guy, let alone a video guy, and, you know, and we're not as vocal intensive. I mean, like Andy, I think, wants me to sing in this band, but I just, <laughs> I'm resisting, you know. Uh, very helpful. Yeah, I, I just want to play it, and I'm the only guitar player in Last of Night, so I, I have to do, I'm the only melodic instrument, so I, I can really bring my game not just as a soloist, but as a rhythm guitar player in particular, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it, my hands are very busy. Okay. <laughs> so, That's a good way to so, you know, it, it's just a very different band, and, and plus we're very spontaneous in Last of Night, I mean, we can go off and just, and we've been known to do it frequently just go off on some right, jazz cool. odyssey that Vinny drags us on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that's kind of an important thing to point too about these guys is that what it started as just hey let's play the old song but there's it's impossible to get in a room with these guys and to, and just play old songs you know it just doesn't happen even at sound checks you know they're they're noodling there's ideas that are popping yeah. out and people are turning recorders on their phone and stuff so it's a very creative thing yeah. whereas a lot of the bands from this era that get back together or are still doing and making records are not extremely creative you know like they'll stick to the script you know and I think that's why we're kind of getting the attention that we're getting and the records are doing well because you know it's it throws back it's got a new sound you know and it's it's a very creative thing you don't when I walk into a rehearsal, you know, I know it's going to be a, a Dio sounding, it, you know, because they're the sound of that band. But those two guys are the sound of that band. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no way around it. You can say, oh, you know, this guy who was in at this time, you know, we're the, they're the original band, that's the original band. No, these guys are the band. They did the three records. And then Vinny did, what, 80,000 80, of them after that? Like he did all, you know, most of the Dio records, Vinny's the drummer on. You know? yeah. So you can't say it's not going to sound like that because it's always going to, from the downbeat's going to have that groove, those mid-tempo grooves and stuff. But it's also becoming this new thing. So it, it's it's really unique. You know, it's hard to just to rest on laurels with these guys because they just won't do it. Are you ever surprised that you meet some younger people, the younger generation that have so much discovered Dio, but is really getting into the last in line material? The younger generation, because yeah. rock is... It's in point, this guy right here. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's, it happens from time, yeah, I mean, we have, we. it's not a huge, you know, audience, but there's, they're there, you know, and I think if it, we're starting to get played on active rock now, where it was just classic rock last year, it was classic, you know, for the first time, it was mostly classic rock, and, and like Hair Nation, and those type of, you know, those hair metal band outlets is where we would get the most attention from, but now, with this record, it's getting played on active rock radio stations, and that's that's a great thing for us because, yeah. you know, it sound it is just as good as a Deftones record or 
or a, you know, a Seven Dust record, you know, it is, and it's got the same sort of tones because these guys are throwing back to what these guys, you know, those they're throwing back to what they did back in the day, and then you have bands like Rival Sons are coming out or doing like, yeah. you know, they're just a hodgepodge of everything seventies, you know, they're they're, uh, you know. Humble Pie, they're they're everybody. They're they're Zeppelin, you know, rolled in this thing, and that and they're getting more attention, and you know, um, and that's throwing back to this, and it makes people look into what's going on. With, yeah, you know, actually, you just mentioned a few like show segments. We we have one that's called Back in the Day. We had a whole debate about that tag hair metal, which we think can be insulting to some bands from this genre. Uh, it's, just but, a, it's just a bullshit. Term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't really like the you term, know by actually. some hair snarky yes. snarky yeah. no. entertainment writer at your local newspaper. <laughs> Who was, you know, beat up in school by one of us. You know what yeah, I mean? So. true. But, <laughs> yeah, I know. Vinny, I had know, a question for, for Vinny in that vein. Because, again, we were, like, joking. We were fact-checking and looking at your Wikipedia. And, whoa, man, this guy's in so many bands. And the whole collective band is connected to all the great ones. Sabbath, Dio, Rainbow. We already mentioned some of them. How do you look at this band, Vinny, compared to other projects you've been in? Or is this your new, like... That, you know, love, or are you going to keep doing other projects? How, how do you how do you look well, at this? Well, this this is a real band. It's uh, like uh, when we started with Holy Diver, that was a real band. We'd go in. No no song was written before we went into the rehearsal room. Nobody came in with a song. Uh, it was created with everybody, and uh, <clears throat> that's why Holy Diver is such a classic record. It's, it's it was a real team effort, you know, and. Uh, and, and Sabbath was like that somewhat in the beginning, the Mob Rules album, and then, you know, then it got a little bit uh, crazy. And uh, the other things, a lot of stuff I did with projects, you know, and, and it wasn't, I mean, I do a lot of stuff, I get files, you know, over the internet, play on something and send them back, you know, I mean, meet the Joel Holster's album, I never even met him, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it worked, because... It was fun playing stuff like that. This is a real, this is a real deal, you know. So we you guys in get in a room and just record. We get in a room. Like, we write stuff. We we express ideas to each other. Talk, and nobody talk ever about feelings. Nobody <laughs> ever says you can't <laughs> drink wine, watch over, Nobody ever says can't. Like can't do that because they, you know, we just try it, and that's really cool. Everybody's open-minded. This is, and we we record. We play the whole song together. You know, we don't send yeah. the track to Viv and he overdubs the guitars. We're in the room, we play together, and we play the whole song. We don't, like, none of that stuff was even punched in, you know? Maybe I messed up part of the song, and I'll fix it, but we play everything together. So this is a real, real great band. Yeah, I did some show research, and it, I came across, you do, like, two or three songs, and then maybe pick it up a month or two later when you get back together, and... How long did it take for uh, uh, Last in Line 2 to actually come together? About a year? Yeah, it took about, um, it took quite some time, but they were, they were very um, sporadic writing sessions. But they, the writing sessions were typically two, three days when we would, our schedules would allow us to be together. But you see, when, when we got together with that short amount of time, we found that we were able to come up with great stuff. I mean, sometimes when you have three weeks to do something, you don't really focus mm -hmm. until two days before the end of that period. And this forced us to be come in completely focused because we knew we only had a, a limited amount of time. Or you overthink it, and it's but you captured it, and we don't have to think it too much. I think we just kind of just played what came naturally, yeah. and we tried things. I mean, we would just go through and say, well, "Where does this go now? Where does this go now?" 
there, here, there, and, and, and it sort of evolved in a very sort of very granular, very organic fashion. Something which probably which is probably quite rare these days. I mean, certainly from my experience, I don't see. It was really productive. I mean, yeah. we go in for two days on the weekend, and we'd have two skeletons of a song, mm -hmm. maybe more, sometimes, sometimes three. Yeah. Then we'd send them to Andy. <clears throat> he can listen to them, and, and but so we had a lot to work with. It was very productive because we're having fun too. We love yeah. playing together. Um, by the way, we are watching the clock, and we're the only guys standing between you and dinner, so we get it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna, trust me, we'll keep yeah. it moving along. We had a couple more, I guess, on the serious side, and then we want to transition just a couple, I guess, fun ones, and then sure. we'll, yeah. we can cut it. But uh, the serious one, though, is when, another thing that happened when this show came up was we realized that this actually falls on the exact date of Ronnie's passing, May 16, 2010. In many ways, wow, it's almost 10 years, right? Nine uh, years. Nine years. Day. So, Nine years what does that? Now anybody can answer this, I suppose, or or just one or two of you. But what does that mean to you all? Just knowing that it's kind of falling in that you know on that exact date with one of the great ones. It is. It is a coincidence. Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't even aware of that till a couple of days ago. Man, yeah. Somebody pointed it out to me, but uh, yeah, I think we did at the Buffalo, <laughs> yeah, at the Buffalo <laughs> show. To tell you the truth, I wasn't aware of it either. Sure. Yeah, until, we didn't know until we were like, wow. A couple we of days ago, then we had a meeting. I'm driving home. I'm like, wait a second, because I was listening to Ed Trunk about the uh, Ride for Ronnie thing uh, a week or two ago. Yeah, the last of my cancer yeah. fund, yeah. And I uh, I pulled over to the side of the road. I'm like, no shit, it's the, the, the day of our show, so. Yeah, is there significance, or it just kind of ties in everything you guys have been talking about, I guess? Well, I mean, you know, obviously there's big history there with, with Vinny and I with Lou Ronnie, you know, so it's... Uh... It's and nice to be playing music yeah. that's 30-something yeah. years old. Still stands up. It's on that day, and you know, it just happens to be on that day. you know. So uh, we figured it would be appropriate to do, you know, try to do a little bit of fundraising around it. So we've got some CDs and stuff over you guys will sign, and whatever we sell, we'll, we'll, we'll make a donation to his uh, Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. But um, you know, the other thing we were talking about is you guys are almost like a little best-kept secret. I know you're getting more exposure, getting more radio play, but... We're like, wow, now this is like a true heavy metal all-star band. All the bands you're connected to, the new music that you're putting out. The, the, you know, it's almost like, come on, Rochester, let's go. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. come on out. Like, this is, uh, and I know tomorrow morning it would be great getting them on TV. But, yeah. you know, what do you want fans to know about, like, your band and coming to see you live? Like, what are they going to be surprised by? <laughs> One of the things I think is important Besides, is, is that uh, um, we're very aware of what the roots are of this band, but that the band seems to be the new material seems to be being accepted, like we were saying earlier on. I mean, um, there are a lot of bands, I suppose in the last 20 years, 15 to 20 years, that I would call kind of heritage acts, where they're going out there and people want to hear the hits. They're familiar with the hits, they want to hear the hits. And they're playing new music and it's not always received. Not because there's anything wrong with it, it's just that the planets don't, don't align sometimes. You can do everything right and put new music out there and it just doesn't resonate with people and this is a, a an opportunity where people do love that music and that's something we uh, we we um, I think we hold very uh, we're very respectful of that and very uh, fortunate that, that that new music is being received that way and it's great when we do our shows because not everybody splits and goes to the bathroom when we play a last in line show they stick around and they want to hear that they, they know the lyrics they call out when we do our 
special VIP sound checks. They they call out some of the songs that uh, are last in line songs, and that's a that's I think a test to, a testament to the uh, to, to the fact that they are accepting that song. Do you find that uh, a different case over in Europe as opposed to America? No, it's, it's just everywhere. It's about the same. It's about the same. <clears throat> yeah. You know, this is yeah. one of those things that starts to it starts to it starts to go. You put your shoulder behind it and say, right, okay, well, this is what we're going to do. I think if the material was was shit, I think, you know, they would tell us, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or we would see it, you know, because I'm the guy who's reading, I'm the guy who's watching the crowd, you know, mm -hmm. and I see when you know people go to the bathroom and go for a cigarette or whatever, and it's usually during Vinny's drum solo. So <laughs> that's why. Yeah. I think that's why. And I it's went. not because it's bad, it's because there's so much bottom end in it that it rattles your bowels. Yeah. And he, you know, everybody has to shit during it. Sometimes so. I go to the bathroom. Yeah, sometimes. Drum solo. <laughs> he, has a, he has a little throat, and his throne is actually a throne. <clears throat> I'll just get up right. and leave. But yeah, I mean, if it, I think if it was, if it was, if the material was bad, we would know it, you know. But, yeah. I mean, we've had songs on the set that didn't really work, you know, that we're like, yeah, maybe we should move it or maybe we should try it. Some, you know, maybe not that one, pick something else. But see, there's, there's not a lot of bands that people go see that go, man, you guys look like you're having fun on stage. Yeah, that's a big thing. We too. have fun on stage. Yeah, absolutely. And each show is a little bit different. We don't, we jam a lot, you know, here and there. We, we, it's, it's, we're playing for the crowd and we're playing for musicians, too. They want to see unbelievable guitar player. Come see the show. You want to, you know. Better yeah, do yeah, another yeah. show if you want to see that. There's a, just a lot of intensity. In, That's in the, the response the we get. You know? Guys look like you're having fun on stage. Yeah. Like we are. And well, the band mm -hmm. just smokes. It's tight. Viv has a smile on his face the whole lot. Uh, <laughs> well, that's because yeah, the, I mean, the Def Leppard helicopter's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't really see him except on stage. We can't go to the race hotel. No, it really is. It's great fun, you know, and it's it's a real privilege to play with these guys. They're they're amazingly talented. I, Vinny is, is the best, the most inspiring drummer I've ever played with. I mean, because Vinny's constantly trying moving. things. Yeah. It's like, you you, you gotta, you gotta pay attention when you play with Vinny. I mean, it, so I, I feel like I'm a better guitar player when I when I play with Vinny. Um, you know, I, I've played with, with some amazing drummers, like Rick Allen. I mean, you talk about inspiring. I mean, Rick yeah. is just a, yeah. a machine. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster. <clears throat> And I, I just have this connection with, with drummers and bands. I, mean, I don't know if you ever see a Def Leppard show. I spend a lot of time oh. hanging up, so hanging up with Rick. You know, yeah. and we, we're bus mates. We share a bus together. So, um, you know, I didn't notice the now. night when I covered for you. The night when I covered for you guys. Oh yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> when you drop that one in? Anyway. I go up. No, but it's funny that you mentioned yeah. that because I remember when I saw you guys at the House of Blues. You did like a, a show at the House of Blues in Hollywood, yeah. and it was early on in our our band. And I'm watching. It's just this constant, steady. Drum beat, and I'm like, that guy's got one fucking arm. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, yeah. I know. and Isn't then I got to fill in for them when one night, fill in for them one night when Joe lost his voice, yeah. when I sang for <laughs> Def Leppard. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, when I play with Vinnie or when any drummer I play with, I go back to the drum riser during guitar solos and stuff, and just kind of mess around with the drummer. Well, I went back there, and when um, when Rick was playing, and his cymbals are like this, so he wasn't having it at all. You know, so I think he's he's very focused, and it's just yeah. to watch a guy up close like that play. You know, yeah. that guy should have been in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when it opened. You know, just yeah. him alone. It know? truly is amazing. Who the hell can yeah. do that? Yeah. You know, it's insane. Yeah. We could have just went. You know what? I'm, I'm, that's it. 
just yeah. the dedication Very and the inspiring. perseverance that it takes to do that, like to just reinvent yourself. Like learn that. a new yeah. trick. Yeah. So, yeah. I played on the metal show, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. pick it up, Benny. And Rick was on. So at the end of this, at one portion, he came up and jammed with me. It's like Rick's going to come up. I just played a beat, and he had one stick, and he's playing the tom, and we're jamming together, and it was really cool. Yeah, you know. So drummers drive the drive the ship, you know, and and they're all different. And I I've been very fortunate in my career. I've played with a lot of them, a lot of great great musicians, and and like I said, and Leopard Rick just he holds it all together. I mean, well, to answer your question, it wouldn't I, be the same band without him. And in this band, last night with Vinny, I mean, it's just constantly, it's like moving. It's like, <laughs> and, and the energy that comes out. I mean, Vinny, you know, you said the other night that my guitar was really loud. Well, it's his oh, fault. Because Vinny, no, Vinny was, sets was, the bar. I mean, he's the loudest drummer. So no we, doubt. We have to Actually, out. I think you, you scared me, man, a little bit. <laughs> just like you're pounding it. <laughs> he wants to kill me. <laughs> you know, but, and, and what Phil brings to the band, you know, Phil's a very different bass player from what Jimmy was. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy was a very fundamental bass player with incredible tone and timing and just like right in the pocket yeah. kind of just laid it down and, and Phil's a more musical and adventurous player which I think is reflected on on our two album you know that the, the, yeah. the songs of you know Phil's pushing us a bit more to be a bit more adventurous musically and um, you know it's just a great great band and we, we genuinely are having fun doing this you know um, well, it shows. Guys. That, that really and, the, and the money, the huge sacks of cash that we get every night, <laughs> yeah, and the cheese sandwiches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that makes it all worthwhile. Well, let's try so to push the band musically and, uh, and, and also gastronomically as well. So. <laughs> um, by the way, we're getting uh, messages from behind the curtain. John, I don't know why you just don't say it, dude. You're right there. But um, uh, <laughs> uh, we want to remind you before we forget and get end of the show, uh, the VIP package, your meet yep. package. Can you tell fans about that? Because that is a band promotion that... We're going to help promote tonight and tomorrow as well, but tell people what, what they can do and where they can get it. it it's, it's a very interactive experience, mm -hmm. you know. I mean, Metal it's not like It's not like we just shake a hand and take a picture and sign something. I mean, like we, you know, we uh, jokingly say that it's, it's a life-altering experience. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's people. it, what? Yeah, 4 o'clock, they, they can come to Soundcheck, yep. correct? Soundcheck at 5, they yeah. Come, yeah. Yeah, and people Lana. have come, the testimonials that they've, uh, some guys that were losing hair and stuff, hair they noticed a couple weeks later, yeah. their hair grew in, <laughs> their teeth were whiter, teeth <laughs> yeah. got whiter, and their sex life <laughs> sex oh, was yeah. totally improved. Yeah. No more ED. You know, <laughs> okay. Forget the pills, right? We actually that, have video of that. And that was just the boners. Yeah, I know. Proving boners worldwide. You guys should get a sponsor, though. Yeah, it's a natural sponsor, maybe, yeah, exactly. with one of these. Yeah. Roman. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so they can go last they, and They come to the sound checks after we, we got it going, and then uh, they'll listen to one or two songs. You know, sometimes you go, what do you want to hear? You know, yeah. They mm -hmm. pick a song, we play. Then we go meet them, do the pictures, do autographs, talk. It's not a, it's more of a... Uh, spend some time with them. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty yeah, we, get to, we get to know each other. Relax. It's, it's, nice, cool. it's nice for us to get to know some We, we were down fans. in Buffalo, and we, we got yeah. there late, and we just missed it, because we got in. Thanks for inviting us. But, uh, yeah, people coming out of there were just, like, smiling, happy yeah. as can be, sharing their lamb and telling the great story, showing all their pictures. So, yeah, it seems like uh, it's a camp. We get miss. a lot of food, too, on the yeah. East Coast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Especially <laughs> me. They bring me cannolis. cannolis. Oh, nice. Like meatballs and donuts, devil dogs. Who would do that? Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, okay, so they're still available. Last line, if it, your official website, they can still purchase those. Yep. Up until what time? Like pretty much. Showtime. All up until showtime. You can even show up okay. at the show 
At five o'clock. Five o'clock. Okay. Pay and get into the. Perfect. The, All right. It's really All right. Good. And we still do have tickets available. They will be tomorrow uh, at the door. But also we have a promo code still Metal Forever five uh, five dollars off per ticket. So buy them in advance and. Uh, certainly, you know, ticket sales are picking up, and it's going to be a great show. A lot of yeah. people will be there. We'll pack the place. Awesome. We're trying to show up Buffalo 90 minutes down the road. So, um, yeah. yep. <laughs> good. I'm glad we got a chance to, to mention that uh, for one, sure. One other thing, um, 8 a.m. tomorrow morning on 13 Wham, yes. 13 Fox. Fox Rochester. Fox Rochester. The whole Line. band will be on. Sleepy-eyed. So. Sleepy yeah, out. We're going to get them up. Coffee, yeah. coffee there, right? Hopefully Mike? still dry. Right, still producing here. Starbucks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's an action-packed back day, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, quick transition into some fun fun stuff, and then we'll, we'll, we'll call it a wrap here. Um, right. You want to start or what? Um, Let's start with uh, – so we have a segment called um, – it's called the Mount Rushmore of. And what that is is, you know, Mount Rushmore has the four presidents, and we pick different topics, whether it's albums, bands, concerts we've seen, whatever. So I guess we'll do a quick roundup of this. Uh, Vinny, we'll start with you. The Mount Rushmore of Dio songs, if you had to pick four. Stand Up and Shout, Holy Diver, um, Last in Line. Did you? Same one? Same question? <laughs> well, we have to, we have to pick a set list for our, uh, our uh, Rainbow and the Dark. Yeah, we've we got to pick a set list for download. Yeah, 45 uh, minutes in. Or half an hour, right? We no, 30, we've got a 30 minute set. Oh. We're opening the main stage and download yeah. on June 14th. Fourteen. How many songs do you get? What's this? Well, that's what we're thinking. We could probably only five. get five, and and we got to keep it tight, like like nothing <clears throat> in between. So yeah, five Sorry songs will be about thirty minutes. So then, I guess Phil, can you comment on the four Aussie songs? And you can't say "Shot in the Dark." Four <laughs> Is that the one you wrote? <laughs> yeah, four Aussie no, you songs. Can say that. I mean, oh well, I mean, you know, the songs have got to be like "I Don't Know" and "Crazy Train" and uh, and probably. Uh, suicide Solution, um, Flying High Again. I mean, those are legendary songs, yeah. you know. The yeah. road stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's where it all, be, you know, that's where it all began, and then everything else sort of happened afterwards. But when you look at those classic songs, didn't Ozzy like, like to eat that from that chicken place? What's it called? <laughs> uh, El, uh, El Polio Loco. <laughs> Yeah, in Rochester? Oh. What's the name of it? El Polio Loco. <laughs> oh, it's here in Rochester? They don't have that no, here. They don't, they don't have that. Oh, they might. Oh, you don't have it here. Maybe yeah. we do. That's a West Coast. Oh, West Coast. Coast. Yeah. They have Nick Tahoe's here. Yeah, yes. we do have Nick Tahoe's. <laughs> You're going to go, right? After the show. I, I, we'll go. We'll, we'll ride you out there. i got to figure something out. Cause <laughs> it's not very healthy for I you. I spent many a drunken night. Just to clear that up, it's called El Polio Loco. El Polio El Polio Loco. Yeah. And it's a like Mexican chicken kind of place. Isn't that from that show Breaking Bad? Well, but Ozzy used to say, "Just have a problem pronouncing it." It would come out as El Polio Loco. But he had a problem pronouncing Randy Castillo's name. Uh, Randy Castillo. So, uh, <laughs> I'm remembering yours sometimes. <laughs> no, you're so good with mine. Randy, Randy's. Getting, yours, Viv. Your I'm top sorry. four. Top four uh, deal songs. Um. Rainbow in the Dark, uh, Invisible. Huh? Nice. Um, uh, How about Egypt? That was we, we rock. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Egypt, why not? <laughs> Evil Eyes. Yes, funny enough. Evil Eyes is a good one. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> and then, Andrew, how about Last in Line songs? Four best Last in Line Just songs? Just your favorite, yeah. Or ones you Give like. Give Up the Ghost? Yeah. Do I have a real trouble breathing when I sing it? Because I overcompensated in the studio. Um, 
I did with the ghost. Uh, I like, um, but I hated it at first. I liked the light a lot. Um, that song on the album. Yeah, that's one. Was that the one you and I worked on together, lyrically? Um, no, that was. Um, we, we worked more on um, on. Um, Oh, man, gun machine. Oh, man, machine. Man, yeah, oh, but that's got a different name too. We, we're still, I'm still between. working with working titles. So. <laughs> Me too. Uh, what else? Uh, the first record. Um, oh, what is that tune? Um, Heavy Crown. I really like that song. Um, <clears throat> what else on that one? Yeah, I guess Devil in Me because it's. I think it's the first one we wrote, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was. That was the first one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm really getting God's Entirance is really growing on me. Oh, right. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Oh, thanks. So I know the title. <laughs> I was much thinner then. Well, we, uh, I, you know, we had some other hokey ones. On well, here. we're gonna we'll, let you guys. Yeah, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna let you guys. We'll wrap it up because I know you guys want to get to dinner and, and we appreciate. I'll do one more hokey one. Come All right, on. you want to? Okay. Yeah, one more so, well, one. okay. We have what segment called Metal Confessions. All right. We'll leave it at that. We haven't even got that deep into it. We said some stupid stuff in our day. I'll just leave it at. Who wants to <laughs> give a metal confession? I have a metal confession uh -oh, because, here we because it, it's to do with Rochester. Oh, I was going to ask you any Rochester questions. I was questions. just telling the guys when we were driving over here because it just occurred to me. I put it out of my mind. It was <laughs> yeah. such a traumatic thing. Uh, I spent my 25th birthday here. I played. Uh, Whitesnake was opening for Motley Crue on yeah. the girls. Yeah, I was there. Tour. It was a, the, it's War a, Memorial. Memorial, yeah. yeah. And, and at the hotel that night, I was sitting like this, and I had Nikki Six on one side uh -huh. of me and Tommy Lee on the other, and <laughs> insisting on buying me shots. Tommy would buy me a shot of Uzo. Nikki would buy me a shot of Jack Daniels. And this is shit I don't drink. I mean, I drink beer and wine. That's it, you know. Mm. Uh, I had the next morning I was just an unspeakable hangover, like the worst hangover ever. It's one of those hangovers where you can't quench your thirst, no matter yeah. what you do. <laughs> Gallons of water and juice, and you're just like, so, so did you see the dirt then? The Motley Crue? I haven't seen the dirt. Have you guys seen? So that's that shit's true, right? Most of it. Well, <laughs> yeah. from, I, I I would say I mean I, don't Netflix see, I haven't movie, seen but, the yeah. movie, but but yeah, I mean those guys were they were living at large, you know. I mean I remember in, in Dallas they were renting Ferraris and Bentleys and stuff and going out and doing donuts in the parking lot of the Four Seasons Hotel. Well, going on <laughs> seeing that you shared Rochester, um, uh, Vinny, you got a Rochester story? Back in the day, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> arcade. I remember we Lemmy, played the anything? War Memorial a million times. Oh yeah, coming here, that was cool. I was in eighth grade, saw Mob Rules. Yeah, you know. All right, well we got another. We'll just do one more. It's called Fire and Ice. That's like an either or situation. And sometimes we'll do like a priest or maiden or whatever. But all right, Vinny, this one's for you. Um, women or whiskey? You got to choose one. Women. Either or. <laughs> right. That's easy. I know. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on. There's some women back there. Because it burns when you. Uh, Vin, <laughs> Vin, you just said you're a beer and wine drinker, but beer or wine? Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got two hands. Right? I do. That's probably what it will be. That's, that's, that, they call that Irish handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> you got one in each hand. Um, if I would choose one of the, I, I suppose wine. Okay. And yeah. Phil, touring or recording? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's recording our album or other albums. <laughs> because we've got a lot of touring with who? <laughs> it's uh, 
that's that's a tough one because when you're doing one, you want to do the other. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's hard. I feel like I hear other musicians will say when they're on the road, sometimes halfway through they want to come home or they're tired of the road, but when they're home for like a couple months. No, I'm talking creatively, actually. Oh, creatively, okay. Creatively, yeah, because when you are, it, it's a different energy, but there's a complementary energy. If you do too much of one without the other, the whole thing kind of starts to lose focus, I think. So, yeah. you know, when you want to write, and then you want to actually play what you've written, you know, they, they go together. You can't, I mean, you say stuff like, I can't wait to play this shit live. Yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. And then when you're out there playing, you say, I'm getting really inspired, can't wait to, for us to get back in the room and start putting some of these new new ideas down, you know, it's it's all part of that that, that world, you know. That's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, just last comments, uh, last in line, last comments, open mic, anything we missed or you want to mention or show promotion for tomorrow or? Uh, well, we're glad to be here and we thank you guys for putting on the show. That's yeah. Yeah. short notice yeah. and uh, close to somewhere else we played and we really appreciate it. Yeah. And, and we won't suck. <laughs> yeah. You promise? Well, we promise no. not to sell. We well, can't promise that it'll be a sold out show. No, we really look forward to it. We're working on that show. show. But yeah. uh, no, I mean, look, we were blown away. Like genuinely, like yeah, generally, we we came we, up we, here. We, we wanted to do a show. We hadn't done a show in a couple of weeks, and I, Vernomatic, and I, like, we got to do a show. And everybody's like, this is shameless show promotion because we want to talk. Come out buy tickets, but we were just blown away. I mean, just the live performance, the vocals, the guitar, everything, man, the full deal, yeah. drums, guitar, like. The songs, and uh, we were listening to the last line the whole way up, and then he caught me. He's like, "Are you listening to the last line still?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm still freaking jamming it, man." So, well, it's well, legit. I, it's genuine. That's why we're doing like this. Is not like promotion and telling me because we're kissing your ass because you're sitting here in the couches, but it's legit. It's just, you guys are a super group, man. You're you're an arena band in a club. That, that was the quote. Right? That was the quote. You know, we, we do this promoting and all this as a hobby. You know, I own a business and I have kids. Mark is. Professional job and his kids, you know. Viv's doing his band as a hobby too. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> a, a labor of love, a labor oh, so of love. So we can take you from the I'm Four Seasons band at the other hotel. Yeah, yeah. wow, <laughs> cash grab. So yeah, um, I think the biggest thing I, we should probably say, at the last words would be, check out the new music. You know, yeah, yeah. the new music is uh, is we put a lot of we put a lot of you know uh, work into it, and again, and it is a labor of love. You know, there's not there's not a lot of money there, uh, and it's it's definitely about passion and, and just you know taking a, you know a band like this and, and into the future yeah. you know yeah. well we got your back Building. we got your back and we know the alternative to this was going to a tropical island for a show so you know <laughs> hey you got rochester the sun came out today right. yeah good. um you, you guys, know what walking in here it didn't look like much like what are we doing oh now? right oh i know you guys got a good show yeah, oh, thanks, fun. man. Oh. Right? Yeah. Hey, John, you do you hear that? Yeah, John, you, you hear that? Give some shout out to our guy in the back. Here. Oh, I mean, you guys are good at, at different questions. You know, we do a lot of interviews. It's the same questions a lot of times. You guys, yeah. So kudos to you guys. Oh, oh thank you. We hey, appreciate that. Really it's an um, interesting interview together. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, we we we, we research, but it's it, we're, we're fans too, right? I yeah. mean, we, we we love the music, right? So it's I think it's kind of well, I, you know, we we met with Bobby Blitz the other day, and he kind of told us he's like, hey, yeah, you got you could tell you know your shit. Overkill yeah. was in town, so we had an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty second wrap up. Mark and I went to high school together, <laughs> and oh, we and we're metalheads, yeah. but we haven't seen each other in twenty eight years. Yeah. He moved back into town. He's worked professionally in sports management. I've lived here my whole life. And we went to a Judas Priest show in Canada. And we brought a stack of CDs because I, I don't know this freaking guy, 28 years. Let's play music and we're not going to talk. And then we never even we we didn't show up. talked the whole time. 
connected. Um, all, about me- all metal, bands, things, shows. Everything we've done yeah. the last it's cre- like, 30 years. And then we were like, fuck it. Let's, yeah. That's cool. Very good. Well, they told us you guys were tough, man, but, you know, yeah. obviously, you guys are awesome. Man. And, and we're so, we're looking forward, we're, we're so excited for tomorrow. And if you sit at home and love this music, yeah, yeah let's get out there. So Forget all the YouTube crap and pod, you know, just go freaking out. Yeah, man. Well, right. thanks, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, you, guys you. John, you want to take us out? Justin, we lost our producer. I guess you guys weren't that great. <laughs> but thanks, man. We appreciate it. Last in line tomorrow night, Montage Music Hall. Doors are opening at 7. Adrenaline's here. They go on at 8. We got Nasty Trask going on at 8.40. Local band. And somewhere after 9.30 or so, we'll, we'll get Last in Line up, and uh, we're looking forward to a great set. Thanks, everyone. Okay, man. Thanks, everyone. Great. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.